Blog Talk Radio. People, this is Jay, Talk to the People radio program. I am the host, Jay. You can get in touch with this program calling in at the phone number of 773-897-6235. And if you're not able to make it to the phone or not able to catch this live event, you can also... Email this program at jtalktothepeople at yahoo.com. Send your questions, comments, feedback. Today, this episode, I have what's on your mind. I always want to know what's on your mind, what are you thinking about in today's world of current events. And this one in particular is what have you seen? What have you seen? Maybe I've seen it before. And, of course, if you have a Facebook account, go to Facebook, check out the J Talks to the People group. You'll find all upcoming information, information about the show, episodes that will be coming on or coming up in the near future. Go to Google, go to YouTube, and search J Talks to the People, J dot Talks to the People. You'll find all different kinds of content episodes, and we discuss different things. So today I do have a special guest, and I'm going to bring up one in just a moment. Let me make sure my station is set up here, everything is ready to go. Today we dive into the entertainment world, talking about film, movies, a lot of different things coming out. He has a show where he discusses different kinds of film, movie genres, and I mean all different kinds of film. That's what got me so interested in this show in the first place. So let me bring him on. I have with me Mr. Monty. Sir, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're kind of coming. How you feeling out choppy. there? Oh, I'm, I'm good. You was, you was coming through kind of choppy earlier. Ah, you're can you hear me now? Yeah, you're clear. You're clear. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad you asked me. 
So you uh, have a uh, YouTube channel, YouTube show, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's a YouTube show. Yes, where I review movies and kind of basically anything TV or movie related. Okay, and what's the name of the show? Uh, It's actually RMJ Movie Reviews, but my channel title is actually Montgomery Jackson. Okay, and just to get a brief uh, summary of this, what's the purpose of of the show? The purpose of the show is basically for me to personally kind of express my uh, creative energy about uh, films and television and it, basically anything that's kind of re- related within those two mediums or acting. And basically it's just me expressing myself about how much I love certain films or certain television shows or memories it, it basically, that, it's just me expressing myself in, in my love of film and television and sharing it with other people, as many people as I possibly can. Uh, what do you like most about doing uh, movie reviews? Uh, what, what I really like about it most is just the fact that I can actually, I have a platform. Because, you know, when I was in school, um going all the way back to when I was a little kid, I always used to like to act and perform and do comedic work and stuff at, at family reunions and all that kind of stuff. You know, when you have the talent shows and all of that. And uh, as I got older and, you know, became an adult, you know, I work a job, so I don't have as much of a chance to do that as I'd like to. So really it's just a way for me to get those creative juices out. You know what I mean? Okay, and what has been the result of posting this content, or what has been, uh, what's the expected result to be from posting reviews, videos? Uh, What I've noticed has started to happen is that kind of, I always felt growing up that I was kind of really the only kind of person who was interested in filmmaking and all that stuff, because most of the fellas in particular, and I'm not trying to go there like that, but in particular, black men and men of color, were expected to be athletes. You know what I mean? And I was personally, although I admire athletes and their drive, I never personally had a passion for it. I always had a passion for film and television and movies. They they spoke to me on a deeper level. And it's, it's something about them, that medium that really excites me and makes me happy. What I found in doing the channel is that there are millions and millions and millions of people out there who feel the same way that I do. You know what I mean? About films and stuff who really, really, really deeply love it. And it's a part of their core. Um, as far as, and that's the part that the kick that I get personally, like a thrill is talking with other people who could understand my perspective because I think for so long as a kid and a teenager, I never felt like anybody ever really understood my perspective. I always felt like I was kind of unique, uh, left out type of thing. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not like one of them like Columbine nerds or something like that, you know, but I, I, I just, you know, kind of felt like nobody related. But what I do, what I would like to be the result of the YouTube channel is that eventually I'd like to get to a level where I could 
do film and television professionally for a living and get paid for it and make film and television professionally for a living so that I do not have to work. Uh, I don't want to use the word regular job, but that's the only way I can describe it. But to work, you know, uh, I, I'm only putting it this way, you know, a regular job. No offense to anybody, but that's just how I'm wording it so you guys can get the context. But uh, that's the, the ultimate goal. You know, in depending on whatever happens, I'm fine with just being creative with it too. But, you know, I'm trying to hit it Rocky Balboa style, man. I'm I'm trying to run up the steps and, you know, <laughs> jump in the air. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be all, hey, be all I can be, you know? <laughs> That's some good stuff, man. Okay. All right, so uh, what are I – mean, we're, we're going to talk about the, the career, you know, making it a career a little later on. Hopefully we have time. But what are okay. some of the differences? What are some of the differences you've seen or learned throughout your lifetime in the film, motion picture, Hollywood industry? Oh, what have I learned? What are the uh, differences that, that that you've seen, or what have you learned throughout your lifetime watching film, motion pictures? Basically, what has been the changes and differences? You know, as, as watching film from an early age into this point and seeing how films have changed, what have you uh, learned and gotten out of that? Uh, what I've learned as I've gotten older, um, and for anybody listening, I don't mean like I'm old. I'm just saying as I've grown into an adult from watching films from when I was very young to four or five years old, um, seems to me that the the films from the era that I grew up in, which was, you know, I grew up on the films of the 80s and the early 90s, and um, a, a lot of the films of the 70s and the 60s, because public television in the 80s still ran a lot of those movies from the 60s and the 70s. I, I kind of, what I've noticed is that I think in the 80s and the early 90s, it, it kind of just seems like filmmakers really were more kind of into doing their thing. Yes, they they had to, you know, it's a business. It's a film business. So yes, you have to deliver the product and all of that. But it seems like back then, filmmakers really had free reign to kind of do what they wanted to do and have a vision, their own unique vision, and go with it. And hey, and once it's out there, it's out there. Either people take it or they leave it. As I've gotten older from when I was kind of a teenager and now 20s and now the fact that I'm in my 30s, I, I notice now it seems to be, and this is just my opinion, I'm not saying it's true, it seems to be in a completely cynical place now where we're dealing with 100% product. I mean, almost like you know, when you go to the dollar store, you buy oatmeal cookie off the shelf. Hey, I'm getting that oatmeal cookie. It's $1. Bam. I just get it. And it seems like it's gone from business and mixing in the passion to create a unique individual type of movie to now being, okay, well, we'll just remake Poltergeist. We'll just turn Lethal Weapon into a TV show, you know, and, and also not even it being the core of what it was then. It's just stripping away everything because it's a title. So it seems to me that there's not any passion involved anymore with the filmmaking, at least presently in movie theaters. I, I feel there's only 
the smaller films that are not really well seen and the few movies in between uh, are the ones that are passion projects, but really the stuff that's being released in theaters is, is just pure, completely a hundred percent product with no heart, no soul at all. And um, for me, that really disappoints me when I see things like Poltergeist being remade and Halloween being remade. And, and now they're talking about remaking Big Trouble in Little China. That, that's ridiculous to me. You know, um, if the movie sucked to begin with, then okay, you can remake it. But to remake it just because you have a built-in title and you know you can make money, I, 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 I don't like it, you know. But uh, that doesn't stop me from wanting to be creative on my own and create things that I like. All right, folks, this is Jay Talks to the People Radio. I have with me my guest, Monty. You can check him out on YouTube, RMJ Movie Reviews. Uh, what are the negative changes versus the positive changes that has happened in film? Uh, the negative, the negative changes versus the positive changes in, in present filmmaking now. Yes. Uh, one thing I will say, one thing I will say is that what I do like in the present state, you know, I, you know, I'm not one of these cats who's just gonna rag on everything new, you know, because I know some guys get wrapped up in that. But uh, what I will say, I love the fact that it's gotten to a level that like I could watch a movie on my phone right now. You could you could bust out your phone in the studio right now. You right now you could hit on your phone Poltergeist nineteen eighty two, Halloween nineteen seventy eight, bam, and you could watch it at the desk in between your segments. You know, I could watch any one of those movies. I could watch it right now as we're doing this interview. Um I like that. The fact that we have streaming, instant media right off rip because you know, I was actually at my job, and I was actually talking to this girl, a little bit younger than me. She's like 21, 22, you know, and I used to tell her, like, back in the day, you know, we couldn't, you know, you couldn't just watch these movies any single time anywhere you wanted to. Like, sometimes you, you if they, if the movie, if Mr. Boogity, a little movie that aired on the, the magical world of Disney on Sundays back in the 80s, right, Mr. Boogity came on Halloween of 1988. I'd have to wait, and probably until Halloween of 1989, to see Mr. Boogity again. It, it just the, you didn't have that instant access. You didn't have Blu-rays, DVDs, streaming. So what I love is that you have instant access and multiple venues to get any movie you want. Me or you could go on Amazon right now. I could put it in prom night, Jamie Lee Curtis from 1980, bam, and I could find a VHS copy, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, and I can have my choice of any edition I want. Now, when it comes to um, the negative aspect of it, I think the negative aspect, uh, like I said, is in a sense that it, it's just, it's there's, I don't feel there's any passion. Like, I, one thing I, I kind of... Don't like sometimes about like uh, media stuff like YouTube and, and other things with with media and filmmaking now is that you get cats who just want to get out here and just play, and they're not actually even trying to bring anything to the table. And that's the problem I, I the issue I have with some remakes. You know, I I would really like it if it could really just be these are people who are passionate about expressing themselves with film or television. And whatever your choice may be, whatever your genre, if you can express that vision, and whether people love it or they hate it, 
It's the fact that you could express it in that medium, and it's your vision, you know, but the fact now you got people who just come up here. I mean, there's hundreds of people on YouTube who just get up there and just play. You know, I remember one time I was on YouTube, and I was trying to look up a movie review of Miami Vice from 2006 with Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, and I kept getting some stupid thing where some guy had on, like, a weird costume, and he was like, yes, Miami Vice, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, can I just get somebody who really wants to talk about the film seriously? Not trying to say you can't have fun and be comedic and all of that, because you can, but, you know, I, I really like it if, you know, somebody right. who actually wants to passionately talk about the film would have talked about it, you know? So I think the negative aspect is that it's completely profit-driven now, and there's a lot of people who are not passionate about the medium who have access to it, and that I I, I don't agree with, but it's the way it is. Uh, now, you might have already answered this already, but if it was if it was just up to you, what would you improve in the industry of making films? Uh, what would I improve? Um, I'd probably tell them, uh, don't touch classics. <laughs> don't remake anything that's be re- <laughs> Stop remaking old titles that uh, weren't yeah. even financial successes back then. You know, I'd probably tell them not to do that. But um, if there's anything I could improve is really, I, I think they should probably try to give newer people who are actually ta- uh, uh, passionate about filmmaking a chance because what I've learned from a lot of people who work in the business who I've met in short films and all that kind of stuff that I've done with people who worked with professionals um, is that the business is built to keep you out. And I think that's the reason the industry is not growing. And that's why you, you know, they're remaking all this stuff is because they ain't letting nobody in. You know, if you let somebody in, who's got that drive, who's got that Rocky Balboa spirit, I mean, you might come up with a million dollar franchise, you know, but, Presently, you're trying to keep folks out, so you're just going to keep coming up with the same regurgitated garbage. You need a fresh eye to come in, you know, and that's what I would change is they need to start opening the doors and letting people who really want to do this in. And I think the industry would would change if they did that. But it is what it is, you know. And who do you feel are the best top quality actors or actresses today and why? Uh, best quality actors or actresses. Hmm. Uh, if there's any actor tough. I can see, what's that? Is, uh, is it a little tougher nowadays than, like, let's say, like a decade, couple decades ago? I kind of feel that way. Uh, I I think um, I think we still got a couple of cats still in there. Like I like I really think um, somebody who would be more in the younger bracket you know, 30s. I, I think uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is really good. Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I think those cats, especially Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, I think that cat is, he's on his A game. I mean, for a cat, that guy's, he's just, we're, I'm the same age as him, but for that guy, he's putting out some quality stuff. He plays a variety of color, of, of different shades of characters, different kinds of movies. I mean, he is He's serious, man. I, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. Um, actresses, 
I'm trying to think of an actress right offhand who I can think of. There's some really good actresses. Um, I can't. My mind is, you know, I, I can't even think of one right off rip. But there's actually some very good, talented, uh, underrated actresses that are doing like kind of smaller, smaller films right now. I, I honestly can't even think of, of an actress right off rip. But as far as the actors go, Jake Gyllenhaal is one who comes to mind right off the top of my head. All right. And, well, who do you miss from the movies or miss appearing starring in roles today that's been out of the game? Uh, who do I really miss who used to appear in the game? I tell you, uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, okay. I was – Wesley Snipes um, was – to see what has happened to Wesley Snipes for me is personally – Uh, Just heartbreaking because Wesley Snipes was one of, and I know everybody is saying Denzel, Denzel not because Denzel's doing the action movies, but way back in the early 90s, Denzel was just a little character actor. I don't mean little character actor like insignificant, but I mean like he he wasn't doing these action-y, magnificent seven training day stuff, man on fire. You know, Wesley just, I mean, Wesley was busting it out with everything. He was doing New Jack City, he Passenger 57, Demolition Man. White Man Can't Jump, Rising Sun, he would do action, he would do comedy, he could be in a small role, he could do Jungle Fever, and then he could do a small movie like uh, uh, King of New York, where him and Lawrence Fishburne faced off. I mean, that's classic. To see Fishburne and Snipes together is is astronomical in my mind, if you could get that on film now. you know. But Wesley was somebody who had the entire package, and he was different. You know, he was a... a dark-skinned brother. Dark-skinned brothers don't get the lead, usually light-skinned brothers. Like, you know, light-skinned brothers will get it more over a dark-skinned brother, but the fact that Wesley broke through that mold, and he's working with Stallone and doing Sean Connery, and then he could do go do White Man Can't Jump. His dramatic range is, he's a very deep actor, and uh, it just it just breaks my heart to see where Wesley is. And he tried to come back with Brooklyn's Finest, and he, he it, it didn't catch you know, but I think that that is a a, a talent that um, is is really sad. I, I really would love to see old school Wesley come back, but uh, he wants to make another blade, which I think he needs to let that go. But you know, whatever. I'm not his agent. Do you think his Mr. His career, Mr. Snipes, has started to go downhill after the Blade series? You think so? I, I think what happened was after he did. This is my opinion. I think in the mid-90s, once he did Demolition Man, uh, I think when he did Demolition Man, this is my opinion, I just think that once he started seeing that Hollywood money and not that Jungle Fever, King of New York money, which I'm sure is a lot less than, you know, Demolition Man money, I think he just hit the cruise control button and said, hey, I'll just do some drop kicks on film, forget about the deep monologues. You know, I just do some drop kicks on film, and that's going to take me through. But the problem was, by the time the mid-'90s started to come around, them, those those kind of genre, kick in the door, smoke a cigarette action movies were starting to die. You know, they switched it up. Nicolas Cage started getting the action roles. Con Air, Face Off, Travolta started getting them. So the beefy action hero guy wasn't in no more, and Wesley was still kind of trying to do the Passenger 57 stuff. And, um... I, I I think he he just got more concerned with monetary, 
And uh, I think that's what ultimately took him out. And he didn't stay on point with his taxes either. So, ooh. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> what's the last film? What's the last film you've seen that had everything there is to be in a film that would make it a five star rating or high rated film? Ooh, five star rated. Hmm. What I think of five star rated. If possible, I, I can honestly say, okay, thinking right off the top of my head off rip, I did just catch Wahlberg's flick, Deepwater Horizon, which it, that was very good, but I wouldn't at all say it hit the marks. I'd probably say for me personally, what speaks to me, Prisoners with uh, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Terrence Howard from about a couple years ago from like 2013. That's the last one at least in that genre of like drama and stuff that I remember seeing where it, that sucker just hit on all cylinders. It grabbed me from the moment it started. It grabbed me with the story. It grabbed me with the acting, the music, the atmosphere. And, uh, and it left me chilled when the movie was over. So when them credits came up and the movie was over, I was chilled. It, it uh, yeah. That was the one for me that hit on all cylinders. I mean, and that movie's an acquired taste. It ain't for everybody because it's very dark. But uh, that movie hit on all cylinders. Uh huh. Now this one you may not enjoy speaking of too much, but what was the last film you've seen that had the worst star rating? It probably didn't make the chart. Oh God! What was uh, I'm trying to think of one that I recently saw that just uh, what's what, what's the last one that kind of just left me cold? Um, oh, what I can think of right offhand is I saw a film that I rented from Redbox called uh, Martyrs, which is a which was a remake of uh, I guess a, a Asian horror film. Uh, that film just left me. Deeply depressed and upset. I I hated every minute of it. All right. And do you feel or see more extreme diversity in film today in reference to people? You know, when they have like, um, you know, actors and different characters, you feel like they're kind of like making more combinations of different people from all different kind of genres today? Uh, for me personally, I feel like I, I feel like they're trying to make it look like it's changed, but I think they're still doing exactly the same thing they were doing back in the 80s and the 90s. I think they're strategically placing people of color or people of different sexual preferences into certain spots in the movie to fulfill the whole, we need to change it up a little bit. But ultimately, they're still making it all Caucasian cats. You know, I think they're still doing the same thing. You know, um, one of my goals personally would be to penetrate the industry and get more multicultural and people of color into films like Poltergeist 1982 or Halloween 1978 or The Exorcist or Jaws. You know, I'd really or or, um, you know, The Rock with Nicolas Cage or whatever, you know. I'd love to see a movie like The Rock with a diverse, multicultural cast, you know? I, I really would like to see that happen. But I, I think they're just doing the same thing they've always done. Uh-huh. Well, this has been an extraordinary show today. 
Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. You, will you be willing to come back on Jay Talk to the people in the in the future? Absolutely. I did. I, I had a good time talking to you, man. I, I liked your questions. It was cool. I, I had a good time. All right. And so, what's next for RMJ movie reviews? Like projects, anything like that? Uh, pretty much what's next now is I'm just kind of working on the general format of the show. Uh, I want to get some better lighting jumping off. Uh, I want to actually build a set. I want to start getting some guest hosts on. You know what I mean? I don't just want it to be me. I want it to be some other people on so we could talk about, you know, so I could have an opinion to bounce off with. And I want to really make the show more in the style of kind of the uh, the movie review shows that I used to watch in the 80s and early 90s on my television set in my room. I lost Cisco and Ebert back in the day. You know, I've um, I've heard that term. I was, was the term you use, Allah? What does that mean? I think Allah means, like, basically, it's just like saying as, compa- as comparison to or like. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's just like you're saying, like, hey, like, it's, it's like, in other words, saying, like, okay, I want to make, uh, I want a girl to throw, lo- throw up on camera, a la The Exorcist. So I want a girl to throw up on camera like The Exorcist. Yeah, you know? All right, That's a good question, well. Jay. You caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, it's definitely been another good edition of the show episode. I do thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you asking me, sir. All right, no problem. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. I sincerely hope you enjoyed this one. Hopefully we'll do it again sometime. All right, it was nice talking to you, Jay. All right, sir, take care. Okay, you take care, too.